Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Women of Grit podcast. It's Pamela Moore here, and I have been away for a bit, and I am bound and determined to make this podcast happen once a week, and I've got a lineup ready for you guys for the next six weeks with some amazing women, and I won't go into their stories because that would spoil it all, but trust me, you're going to want to come back and listen, and I will put it out there on my social media platforms when those are ready. However, today I'm going to take this one on my own because it's something I've been wanting to share and talk to you about, those of you who are my listeners at this time, and it's called Reigniting Your Prayer Life. Now, I don't claim to be perfect at this. I do claim that I have restarted it, and it has been making such a difference in my life, my daily life on just life decisions and how I feel and how my tone is set for the day. And that I'm just more at peace with everything since I've done this on a consistent basis. Now, having said that, I know that we are all busy little bees, including myself. So let me tell you first off, whatever your life looks like, there must be time for prayer. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, if you walk in faith and you wonder why you're just so stressed out, and you you feel like you just don't have enough time in the day to do what you need to do, and when you hit the pillow, you're fast asleep, and you never said any prayers, correct? Or you wake up in the morning, and you rush out the door. You never even thought about reading a scripture or saying a prayer for your day or what have you, because that's life for a lot of us right now, and I'm the same way. So in starting out this podcast, I want you to know I do have a full-time job I'm an occupational therapist and I do home health. So I run around all day seeing patients in three counties. And I also get home and have a little time to myself and work out and do dinner, etc. And then I've got documentation to do for at least an hour to two hours every single night. So I get it. I totally get it. On top of that, I run an online shop. And so I'm having to do fill orders or get back to people or whatever on some weaving it in throughout the day. So I get how busy we all are. However, let me tell you when I first reignited my prayer life. Now, I've been a believer for a very long time since I was a child. And thank God my family were all believers and we you know we were in sunday school and church very often and we had books lying around i would see my grandmother reading i would see my mom my dad certainly on practically a daily basis not only reading scripture and daily devotionals but on their knees on their knees in prayer and one of the stories i specifically remember is my my mama what we call her from louisiana Uh, used to keep us, me and my four brothers, when we were little. And I specifically remember this very vividly as if I'm there today. I'm sitting at her kitchen table where she always put our little snack and she always used these cute little glass uh, glasses with Campbell's soup on them. It was the Campbell's soup brand, but it was on a set of glasses and It was my favorite. So I always asked for that little glass. It was almost like a cup size, but it was a glass. 
And so I remember having that in a little snack and she said she was going to go and prepare to take a short nap. Of course, I was old enough to, you know, not get into too much trouble. <laughs> so, so, um, I think I might've been with her myself that day, but I remember looking, she had a crack in the door where she was in her room and I remember seeing her get down her, on her knees and pray. This is middle of the day. Okay. And start praying with her hands clasped at the side of her bed on her knees. And I remember specifically the window was open that day. There was probably, it was probably spring because we were Louisiana. It was a hot state, right? So the wind was softly blowing um, the curtains through that window, which were those sheer white curtains. And I remember just seeing her there and I, I was thinking, wow, I'm, you know, I wonder what she's praying about. And so I actually asked her later on that day and she said, well, I always pray for all of you, all of my grandkids, and I want the Lord to cover you and keep you, you know, keep his hand on you throughout your life. And I remember this like it was yesterday. It's so vivid in my mind and it made an impact on me. Of course, I was a child and um, so much so that I returned to it, even though we have times in our lives where we, we feel like we fall away or we make these terrible decisions and we just, you know, kind of like not shut God out, but we don't give him the full attention that we should be given him because if we did, we would know more what to do, right? We would know, we would have more guidance. So having said that, I want to move on to one of my first points is I think it's, we have to go over the importance of getting back on our knees in prayer. I think across America, we have to not only get back to prayers and praying earnestly for our country, our family, our relationships, our kids specifically. Um, but we have to do this on our knees. Okay. So let me tell you, when I started getting back on my knees without making this story too long, I had COVID back in July. And during that time frame, I had a, a dream and a vision within the dream that had a book that said, get on your knees. And I've always wanted to write a book and I wanted it to be something regarding faith. And so I thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to write this book, which I am actually working on. But the title being get on your knees was bold. And I thought, oh my gosh, God's trying to tell me, Pam, you better get back on your knees, girlfriend. Because I would, I was one just going to admit it. I would say my prayers, but I would fall asleep saying my prayers as I was laying in my bed, like in my mind, just saying prayers for people and then I would drift off. So is that like really saying a prayer? I guess it's better than nothing, but it's not really being in tune and being grateful and thankful for what I have that I can spend some daily time with our Lord. So I immediately, like it was that day, I started getting back on my knees every night without fail for several months and then life gets in the way and you justify to yourself oh lord i'll do it tomorrow i promise i'll do it in the morning i'm just so tired i'm so sleepy please just understand i mean we do this right we're human and i'm telling you i feel in my heart he understands as long as you do it right um there's going to be those days when you're just dead tired so oh, I want to just check something. Okay, I'm watching the time. So, of course, 
we have to try to get back on our knees nightly, even if it's for 10 minutes. Try it. Try it. I'm going to give you some things in this podcast to start thinking about praying about when you're on your knees. Now, when I started again, it was also leading up to election time in our country, and our country still needs a lot of prayer. So I encourage you to pray for that in the way that you earnestly pray for goodness to prevail over evil in the world. And, and you know, be pray for our leaders, whether or not you agree with Biden and you, or you wanted Trump in, he didn't get in, or you didn't and you're happy with Biden, whatever you believe, as hard as it might feel to pray for someone you don't agree with or agree with their beliefs, we have to pray for God to be in this situation and pray for people in the White House to to be guided by the Lord and to come to know the Lord. And don't you think he wants their souls, right? So as hard as that might be to do, we have to do it. We're called to pray for this country. And I, I stick with praying, like I said, for goodness to prevail over evil, for all of the deceitful acts to be coming to light, you know, however long that may take, because we want it immediately, because we want immediate gratification in this world, but we have to practice our patience. And I also want to add on that note Please be careful who you listen to regarding prophets and what you're seeing on social media. Most of us are on social media a lot, correct? So before you go jumping on their bandwagon, do a lot of research, okay? I'm not going to name names because I, I already know some things about a few that I would not jump on their bandwagon at all, but I'm not naming names that might be a different podcast because that will entail a lot of research before I dive into that. But be very weary and and leery and careful of that, please. If you get back into the Word of God every day, you're just going to have more discernment on those kinds of things, on who you're listening to, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a prophet or someone who says they're a prophet. If you're in the Word of God every day, I'm telling you, He's going to let you know. You're going to have that feeling, almost a little vibe. You got to listen to those instincts. If you're in the word of God, that's where you find your truth. That is where you find direction, guidance, and a sense of true inner peace that scrolling on social media will never, ever give you. Please remember that. That is so important to get out of this podcast Are you feeling emptiness after you mindlessly scroll on social media? I would think so. Check yourself. Check yourself and check your screen time, ladies. I was shocked and I realized when I checked my screen times a few days in a row why nothing I I needed to get done in my house was getting done. I'm talking about basic chores and things that need to be done throughout the week and the weekend that we're not getting done. And I've, I would feel anxiety over this. I would feel stress over this. And I would think, oh my God, I just don't have time because of my job or because of my paperwork or whatever I got to do. But yet I would find six to eight hours a day on screen time. I'm like, how is this possible? I've changed that since then. But that's, of course, you might have that much or more. But that's, of course, 
we weave, it's weaved in. Like you might check it during your job or when you're on break or you know what? Sadly, when we're in the car, which we shouldn't be, when you're in a line waiting for food, you know, you're on social media. Check your screen time. And some of that, a lot of that is when you're at home, it's, it's called your rest time or you're taking a break. When that break's supposed to be about 15, 30 minutes, and before you know it, you're on social media for two hours and you know it's true. So are you feeling like a, a feeling of comparison after you do that? Are you comparing yourself to all those women on there? Stop it. Stop it, ladies. That's the devil. That's nothing but the devil. Nope, you don't need all those extra things that it looks like everybody has that you don't, okay? That's also another topic because I could go on and on (laughs) about that one. So again, set a timer if you feel like you have a problem with this, okay? For me, I do run a business on social media and I mean online, online shop. So I started setting a timer to just do my business task. Okay. And then if I know I have, I want to just kind of chill out and scroll and see what everybody's up to and comment and stuff like that. That's fun. You know, we, we got to have fun with it. Then I'll look at my clock and I'll say, okay, you have this much time and I'll get off. So you have to discipline yourself with that or it's going to get way out of control. But just think, just think ladies, how much more peace and strength you will have if you spent even half the time in the word of God as you do on social media. I'm going to say that again because that's important. Just think of how much more peace in your heart and strength you will have if you spent even half the time in the word of God as you do on social media. Okay, when we spend that much time on social media, then we wonder why we don't have the answers. Or why God isn't giving us direction on that big decision we have to make. It's a huge decision, and you're, you're asking the Lord to help you, but he's just not answering, you think, right? So I have a little story about that. My son, who I love dearly, is in uh, the last year of his college right now, and uh, he's not sure about a career path. He's going to have a degree, but... Um, it's not one that you can do a whole lot with. And so there might be needs to, there may need to be more schooling involved, but he doesn't, he's not sure about a career path. So I asked him, have you prayed about it? And this was last summer. And he said, yes, I have. I've I've asked God what I should be doing. I've I've asked him, but I just don't feel like I'm getting an answer because there's nothing that I feel like I'm interested in, you know, outside of the, the things he's already Um, taking classes for or getting his degree in and you know my question was well how much are you into the word of God how much are you giving him daily think about it okay let's face it college kids for the most part I mean okay some are, are into devotionals and some are into going to church and being involved in youth groups and stuff like that but on average how many college students do you know that seek the word of God, that seek um, answers through reading the Bible and through devotionals and lots of prayer. Probably 
not as many as we would hope, right? So we, between my mom and I, we found a book that was very informative on, you know, answering your, your own questions regarding, um, questions regarding the Bible, maybe, or things you may be not unsure of. And that was very helpful for him, but he'll figure it out. And I've been praying for that for him as well. But my point being, if you personally are asking God to give you an answer about something, yet you're going about your day and you're never giving him any time. I mean, maybe he's not going to answer you. Or maybe it's just no for now. I mean, who are we to try to figure out the mind of God? However, I do know people, and including myself, this has happened to. The more time I've spent in the Word of God, and the more time I've searched that, that book for my answers, I've found my answer. I found my answer, obviously not written out in text, but because I knew in my heart what I was supposed to do. But if I'm not in the Word of God and I'm trying to make a quick decision, sometimes it wasn't the right track, right? So that's my, my, my um, encouragement for you is to, if you're going through a big decision in life and you really got to know and you really, really want to seek the Word of God on it and His direction for you, then get back into it. Spend some time on your knees in prayer. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you're exhausted, do five or ten minutes, okay? And, you know, he wants us to talk to him as, as if he's our friend, right? So you want to talk to Jesus like, hey, give it all to him. You know, there's nothing he doesn't know anyway. If you're exhausted and you want to say, hey, I need, I got five, ten minutes. I'm going to get on my knees and just tell you how tired I am. And I need you to help me to get a good night's sleep. And I really need help to find this answer. Please do this for me. I mean, gosh, that to me goes a long way. That's just being totally honest, right? So again, the answers are found in the word of God. If you need direction or suggestion on where to start your reading, if you're new, a good place to start would be the gospels, in my opinion. By doing this, you can get to know Jesus and his character and see what kind of what he's like as a person. And some other people I've talked to suggest John's gospel because that gives good light or insight into who Jesus is. Others would point you to Luke's gospel, a comprehensive book, which contains like all of the key elements of Jesus's life. It also feels more down to earth, if you will, than John's more spiritual gospel. So it's a lot easier to read. Also, if you're a new Christian, but if you are just feeling like you need a refresher, go to Romans because Romans is an excellent place to start or to refresh. It cuts straight to the point and explains everything systematically. If you didn't fully understand certain events in the gospels, Romans does shed the light on that. But if you're not a new Christian, but want to reignite or dive into the letter, I would dive into the letters of uh, 2 Corinthians or Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians. Read all through the New Testament. Wow, what encouragement you can get from that. If you've been out of 
reading for a while, but you are a believer, I would definitely do those. First and second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians. And lastly for today, don't forget about Psalms for a lot of hope and encouragement. Read the Psalms out loud. When you do that, the words seem to demand a response on your part. It simply stirs up something in your soul. That's a good thing. There is one more thing I wanted to share since we're at the about the 20-minute mark. And it is... Give me one second here and I'm going to find it. Here it is. Okay, since we're at the 20-minute mark, I can wrap this up in five minutes. So this is kind of about dressing up for the battle that we're in in this world. You know, we are in a spiritual battle. If you're a believer, you know this. If you're not, then um, I'm telling you. <laughs> we are in a spiritual battle, battle now more than ever. So think about this. Americans have become more and more fashion conscious, right? People spend outlandish sums of money updating their wardrobes every season. You know you're probably one of those. Advertisers are focusing on smaller segments of the population and designing that right look for every age group. You can even buy designer clothes for babies, right? And boy, they are cute. But the Bible speaks of a different kind of wardrobe, one that is usually overlooked by most believers even. Yet it is far more important than the current style. Paul describes this spiritual outfit here in Ephesians. It says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Let me remind you, we are in that evil day. It says, Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one. And those missiles are coming probably every day right at you. I added that part in. <laughs> Back to the scripture. And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. You may look that up. So, there's no doubt you've probably heard sermons here and there on the armor of God before. Um, a very popular passage among preachers is putting on the armor of God. But, as familiar as most Christians are with the content of that passage... Very few seem to take it seriously. Paul's application of these verses is worth looking into. So Paul didn't say, understand the full armor of God. Neither did he say, research each piece of the Roman armor alluded to in those verses. Paul said, this is in all caps, put it on, exclamation mark, put it on. Of all the people in the world, American believers should be the first to understand the force of this passage. We, different, uh, we have different clothes for every occasion, right? We are careful to wear just the right thing at that appropriate time. We have clothes to work in, 
clothes to relax in, clothes to go out on the town in. That's fun. Clothes to exercise in, which I have on now. Clothes for weddings, formals, parties, dates, pool parties, hiking, swimming, and on and on the list goes, right? Chances are you will never catch a banker at work in his bathing suit or a welder at work in a tux. You get the point. There is one occasion, however, that we rarely think to dress for, and that is war. The spiritual war in which each of us as a believer is involved in. Think about it. Would a soldier go into battle without first getting dressed for it? Not a soldier with any sense who wanted to survive, right? Yet every day of our lives, we who profess, we who profess that Lord Jesus is our as our Savior, enter that battle. And unfortunately, most of us do not take the time to dress appropriately. Then we get to the end of the day and we wonder why, why we don't have any willpower, why we have no discipline or resistance to the enemy. That says it all. We haven't dressed for it. You have to put on the full armor of God, and that is getting back into the Word of God. And that is choosing a daily devotional that you can read a passage of to set the tone for your day. Do that in the morning. Say a short prayer. I promise you it will make a difference. Pray on your knees at the end of the night, even if it's for 10 minutes. And you'll find that once you get down there and you have so many things to cover that you're going to be there longer than 10 minutes. And you know what else? I sleep like a baby after I do that. So I feel like God rewards us in many ways. I think he guides us on our path a little bit better, a lot better actually. And you just have an inner peace about who you are and about your decisions. And it allows you help, <clears throat> allows you that help in facing adversity when it comes to you. <clears throat> because you're prepared. Because you know where to go. When you need to forgive somebody, you, when you need healing, when you need to pray for someone who's, who's dying, when you need to pray for somebody who's sick, when you, need, when you have something terrible happen in your family, you know where to go and that's back on your knees because he's the one that's going to help you through it. Everything's not going to be perfect, but without that, just think how lost we're all going to be. And in that, with that, I would like to end this. I'm still shy, just shy of 30 minutes. And I would like to point you to my online shop, which is called forlightandlove.com. And if any of you are listening, I'm going to give you a nice treat. <clears throat> I have some beautiful angel bracelets, cross earrings, angel earrings. I have, a, I created a journal that's prompted journal with Destin Beach Photography, mine on front and back. Um, you may use the code SUNSHINE for 20% off of anything that you like, and there is free shipping. Okay, guys, I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Pamela signing off.